Hey everyone, and welcome to the Eagle Community Church of Christ podcast. This week, the sermon is on the Shema from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Uh, we're going to study about the first oh, 12 to 15 verses there. Really, the focus of this sermon is to encourage us uh, to have the Word of God near us. It's uh, the culture we live in right now. We've got a lot of important discussions that we need to have. And as Christians, we can't really have those unless we know the Word of God. Now, we used to be known as people of the book, people who knew the Word of God. And I don't know if that's true today. And so for this sermon, I just encourage us all to, in every facet of our lives, get back to the Word of God. Thanks again for listening. Given that effort, uh, I'm always I'm always winded, period, when I'm leading singing. But, you know, add in a sickness and that's something else. I love that song, uh, Hero Israel, and um, as a, mount, a mountain surrounds Jerusalem, uh, were two that I loved and I wanted to sing more uh, when I was in Israel. But I think as I've shared with you guys before, we had a group that didn't really sing very well, and we kept wanting to sing this song that was super high, and it was always a little cringy at the end. And uh, uh, so uh, it was interesting to go around that country and to uh, to see some beautiful uh, churches and different things that you're just kind of in awe of, and to sing some of these songs like this in those places, and to hear uh, hear the awesome awesome sounds, and to hear the message really uh, that it uh, provided. Uh, I also want to thank Paul for singing that two weeks in a row. I uh, told him what I was preaching on, and then it was it was right after that I realized you just sang that, <laughs> and so uh, I appreciate uh, you singing that. Uh, we're going to start off uh, today by uh, just talking about this. We, we've kind of been talking uh, a little bit about, you know, kind of current events and maybe the, the state of how we feel or how we see the world going on around us. Has anyone come across this article uh, in the last week, week and a half or so? Uh, so a Gallup poll, a new Gallup poll uh, showing that uh, people's belief in God continues to go down. Back in the 50s and 60s, uh, when you do a poll like this, uh, it was about 98% of people would say here in America that they believed in God. Uh, in the last week and a half, Gallup released this, and we're down to about 81%. And so the question I have when I look at something like this is, what? Why? Why is this happening? Why are we moving away from God instead of closer to him? Because our conversations in church a lot of times or our conversations around the water cooler are that, you know, man, I can't believe this is happening in the world. I can't believe we're walking farther away from God. And so when we see things like that, I think our reaction is, well, we need to fix it, right? How can we fix this? How can we do it? But obviously, we're not doing a good job of that as more and more people walk away uh, from God and walk away from the church. Now, uh, I assume, and I read this, and I don't remember if it touched on, I assume this is God, period. You know, little G, big G, all that good stuff. Um, but I think it's interesting that we see something like that, and what is our response? One of the things that kind of got me in this, um, in this little article, and this is, again, she's just commenting on this Gallup poll, was the percentage of people who believe that God hears their prayer. And that came in at 42% of people. 
Is that alarming to you? A little alarming to me that 42% of people actually believe God hears their prayer. And so even when we hear a number that might actually seem high, if you didn't know what the percentage was beforehand, if you didn't know in the 50s and 60s it was 98%, we're down to 81, that might be, you know, uh, hey, 81's pretty good, right? But we look around and we see 81% of the population is not really in church, right? 81% of the population is not really dedicated to, uh, even if you're not a, a Christian, dedicated to God. We're, we're all about other things, aren't we? And so I may think about this a little different than you, but when I look back at this and I see something like, man, we used to have such a high percentage belief in God. I, I don't look at that and think, I don't long for those days that, oh man, I wish I lived in that time. We, we lived in that time and that's okay. I kind of come to it with the question, all right, where did we go wrong? If 98% of people believed in God, what was it that we did or did not do to, to maybe help people move away from God? Was it that we came to church, and as we've talked many times, uh, we kind of came to church as a, this is what people do. Were we really not dedicated? Was it something to where, hey, we just, we just did the thing, but we kind of faked our way through it? What was it? And I don't have any answers for you today. I'm going to let you provide those. But I think as, as people sitting here right now today, June 26th, is that right? 2022, we need to be people who look around and say, what can I do for now and in the future? Because we can look backwards all day long, and we can have some ideas about what went wrong. We can have some ideas of, of why people didn't really uh, stay connected, why uh, when we had in the 50s and 60s such a high percentage, why those kids and why those grandkids have moved away. We can have some ideas. But my challenge to you as a church is what can we do right now today? And so our, our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, the song that Paul just read is a big part of it. And I'm going to read that and we'll, uh, we'll comment on it in just a minute. Deuteronomy 6, uh, and I put 1 through 10, and I'm not sure if I actually stopped at 10 or not. Uh, just ignore that for a minute. We're going to start at Deuteronomy 6, uh, starting in verse 1. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build. Houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. 
Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Fear the Lord your God, serve him only. Take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you, for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God and his anger will burn against you and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Now, if you've been in our Wednesday night uh, hermeneutics class, how to study the Bible, as we read that today, there are some things that we've got to answer, right? Um, Was that written to us? No, this was a people going into this land, this promised land that God had given them. Uh, But there are some things that we can take from this story that I think are very applicable to really all people of all time. And what we look at today is, did you notice the focus that God has called for his people to have on him and his word? Did you notice that? When are you to dwell on the word of God? What did it say? I mean, it kind of covered everything, didn't it? You know, impress upon your children. Okay, teach your children. Write them on your, your gates, your door frames. Do it in the morning when you get up. Do it before you get bed, go to bed at night. You need to have the word of God with you at all times. We have so much given to us right now. I left my phone, I'm digging for my phone. My phone is right here. How many of you have one of these smartphones? Let's see hands here. All right. More than any generation before us, we have the word of God at our fingertips. If you want to dive deeply, basically all of my library, save you know a few hardcover books, is right here on my phone. So more than any generation, we have the word of God here with us at all times. We can study. It's been put in our language even though we are separated by so many thousand years and, and, and culture and all of these things. And yet, what do we see in a poll like this? Less and less people actually believe in God. And so we as a church ought to take that as a challenge that I want to move closer to God. I want a church in this place to be a church that moves people closer to God. We used to be a people known as a people of the book, did we not? Like we took scripture and scripture reading very, very seriously. And so for us up here, we would have said, yeah, we want to do that. We want to have the word of God with us at all times, but we have filled our lives with so many things that we're no longer keeping the word of God as that central thing. Think about when you get up and when you go to bed, what are you thinking about? Confession time for me, who knows? I'm all over the place. What do I need to get done the next day? What do I need to have done so that I can uh, do all of this or you know, uh, something else with the family or, or whatever it is? Because our lives are so filled with, we have to fill them with different things. Uh, we have to keep busy. And again, we, we talked to other people. Remember when we talked about rest? Some of y'all, you've already called for another rest sermon. Um, it's time. When we talked about rest, we talked about how uh, you know, how we just keep 
uh, having to pursue so many things that our, our kids have to be involved in and all of these things. And so we, it's just go, 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 and we don't even have rest. And, and so there's no wonder that we don't make time to impress upon our children, to teach our children about the word of God. And I'll be, I'll be honest, that's one of the, uh, the things I'm struggling with right now as we look for a place that's bigger and we can have more class time because uh, we really do have to be realistic and say, well, we understand a lot of people aren't teaching their kids at home. So how are we going to get the word of God to our kids? And so I hope when we read something like this this morning that we take that as a challenge to, yeah, I need to do better. We didn't say that to the men last week. We, we encourage the men, right? This week, we all need to do better. That I need to uh, be a person that has the words of, words of God, God's word on their hearts, on my heart whether that's through song or scripture or whatever it is. Does anybody else have a singing family? Like around your house, you just hear people sing, or, is that, or am I weird? Okay, some of you, I believe, uh, I believe that. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, it wasn't the Coxes this time uh, with the marital uh, issue here. <laughs> that's good. But think about that. That is one way that you can have the word of God with you at all times. Uh, Paul introduced a song to us by uh, Free Indeed. Was it last? It was last last week. Last week, uh, we had we had sang that on a, a Monday evening one time. Practice it, and I, I I took it home and I kept singing it, and I, I I pulled it up so my kids could hear it. And so my my kids were singing it at home, and after Paul led it last week, you know I'm, I'm walking around my house and I hear something, and I hear Evan singing that song. I don't know about you guys, that does me some good that my kids, just not, not prompted, not anything, dad hasn't asked for it, but the words of God are being sung by my kids. And that's precious. And that's needed in this time. Because there are a lot of things that we need to talk about. There are a lot of things we need to discuss in the current culture. There are a lot of things that we need to hold up scripture and say, hey, I don't think this fits. But if we as the church, I don't want us to point outside, I want us to start right here, but if we as a church don't have a, a dedication to God's word, how in the world can we expect to have a meaningful conversation if we don't know the words of God? And so when I read the Shema, when, and, and actually when you read scripture, it's not actually pulled up again You know, when people are taught to pray but in the second temple, as, as priests were reading back through De Deuteronomy, they saw this like, yeah, we need to do this more. Like, yeah, we need to make this a part of everyday life, that we are going to say this, uh, hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one, which is, is not a, a monotheistic, there's only one God, but he's saying, you need to love God, the God, with all your heart, mind, and strength. But where is our energy going? What is it we pursue? What is it we are after using all of our heart, mind, and strength to try to attain? One of the things I, when I visited Israel that I, I had to see, uh, I had seen in one of my books, I think at, at maybe at Harding, uh, was this little thing here. We'll see how it shows up for you guys. So what you're looking at right here is the oldest uh, scripture that we have ever found. 
And um, those of you who know Hebrew, probably most of you, there's, there's a Hebrew right there. And what this is, is this is the, you know, the priestly blessing from Numbers? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and, and give you peace. That's what this is. And this is, a, uh, this is my picture of it there in the uh, museum. Very small. Uh, and this is that one there. But I just think about this. this is, I mean, it is, it is tiny. And it was a scroll. It is a silver scroll that somebody knew God's word and thought, man, I want to keep this with me. And so you have this little scroll. I just need to remember that God sees me, and I pray that God blesses me, that he makes his face shine upon me, he turns his face to me, kind of, kind of this fatherly looking down on me and, and loving me. Then I want to keep this with me. Because if, if all you do is go and watch news all the time, you may live in a state of depression. You may be upset all the time. I don't like it at all. I'll just be honest with you. Some of you know that. I don't like to turn on the news hardly at all. I, I try to stay, stay up on current events, but man, I, I don't like turning on the news. It's, it's depressing, to be honest with you. It makes me angry. But what about the power that God's word has for us? What about the encouragement that God's word has for us? What about the teaching about our lives or about how to live for him that God has for us? And so this morning, I just want to ask you, how about your family? Would you dedicate your life to God's word? I would love to hear after this Sunday that our family has decided we're going to study the Bible more together. That doesn't have to be some kind of deep study. Grab you a children's Bible and go to work. Grab you something that is in common language you can bring your, your kids and grandkids to and just open God's word morning, noon, and night, right? Pray with your kids. Sing with your family the words of Scripture so that maybe we can reverse some of this. Or that maybe out of 81% of people who believe in God, some of us will actually be more dedicated to him. As I mentioned two weeks ago, sometimes we kind of cling to the easy things, the things that may seem public, but I want that to happen. But I ask the question, uh, what about your private life? What are you doing at home with your family to create this foundation that is Jesus Christ and our faith in God? So we're going to offer a, a time of invitation. Uh, Paul's going to sing one more song here. And I just want to encourage you if, if you're feeling, hey, this is, this is one of those things where I have struggled. I haven't really gotten into God's Word, even though I have it at the tip of my fingers every day. It's in, I make sure that my phone slash Bible is with me. I want to encourage you to rededicate your life today to studying God's Word, to loving God's Word, and to being people of God. Because that's how this community, that's how the world gets influenced, right there. And it starts with us. So let's start that today. Would you come as we stand inside?